Welcome everybody into the house of the Lord. Looks like it's time to get started the prayer meeting. We appreciate each one that's come. We sure appreciate our Bible school. It's really been a blessing. I've been enjoying it, uh, watching the children, listening to the lessons, both the children's lesson and in here in the adult class. I've been enjoying listening to both of them. And so I'm thrilled to be here tonight. And we got a great crowd. I want to read tonight from the 10th chapter of the book of Mark. This is such a special passage, especially right now. And they brought young children to him that he should touch them. And his disciples rebuked those that brought them. But Jesus, excuse me, but when Jesus saw it, he was much displeased and said unto them, Suffer, which means allow, the little children to come unto me, and forbid them not, for of such is the kingdom of God. Verily, that means truly, I say unto you, Whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child, he shall not enter therein. Now, that didn't mean you've got to be real young when you get saved. It just meant you've got to come the way a little child comes. By faith and trusting and believing in the Lord. And so I'm glad I come as a little child. And I praise God that God's still saving people. Let's all stand for just a moment. We have a word of prayer. As we pray. Precious Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for uh, being such a great God. Thank you, God, for our Bible school and for our prayer meeting. For each one that's here, God, we just ask you to bless us and help us, God. Uh, Lord, uh, help us just get ourselves out of the way and get in the center of your will. Help us to have the meeting tonight that you want to give us. Uh, we know, God, you're such a good God. You want to give us the best. We pray and ask you these things in Jesus' name and amen. You may be seated. I turn service over to the choir. Page 313.
page 
We're glad to be here. Doug, I'm going to bring this down, so if you'll mute it. For All right, thank you. I didn't want it to pop real loud in everybody's ear, but it was a little high. Thankful to be here. We'll ask everybody, if you would, to stand. Appreciate the good crowd we've got. We wonder who all has an unspoken request before we pray. Anybody have a spoken request? in for him, Mike said, and Ricky Fisher going into the nursing home. So I sure remember Ricky. I, um, I remember Louis Stringfield, more tests being run. Someone else. Remember Brooklyn, Neil's granddaughter. She's having surgery tomorrow, so sure keep her in our prayers. Anyone else? Sure, be continue to pray for the Bible school. It's uh, it's enjoyable to look out there and see all that energy. hurt myself if I had half that energy so but I sure appreciate uh, teachers and the folks that do that and the good instruction they give our youth so let's pray for them anyone else I will ask brother Carl to lead us in prayer Appreciate that prayer. I've got a scripture I want to read. It's First Kings, nineteenth chapter. And this is talking about Elijah, and Elijah was hid away in a cave. Most people know the story, and uh, but been reading through this and just uh, kind of spoke to me, so I thought I would read it. Verse 11, And he said, Go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great strong wind rent the mountains and break in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. And it was so that when Elijah heard it, that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out 
and stood in the entering of the cave. And behold, there came the voice unto him and said, What doest thou here, Elijah? So that still small voice, of course, was the Lord. And the thought that I had about this, um, there's a lot of people that with regard to the Lord's spirit, they seem to be tone deaf. If you've ever stood by somebody when they were singing that were tone deaf and, you know, maybe really enjoyed singing and sang out, uh, but they just can't hear that they're off from everybody else that's singing or the music. And I got to thinking about this. If Elijah had gone out of the cave at the first sound or the first thing that moved, he would have been outside the cave when the strong wind came through and broke the rocks, and it would have probably seriously hurt him, maybe killed him. Have you ever? I, I'll just tell it myself. I've been in a spot before where I wasn't exactly where I was supposed to be and a strong wind came through and broke the rocks and they fell all over me and I'm looking up going, what in the world's going on here, Lord? If I would have just been listening before, then I wouldn't have been in that spot. And if Elijah would have ran out at the sound of the second thing that came through, he would have been out there in the middle of an earthquake and, and then the wind uh, that, that came through and the, the fire was the last thing that came through. He would, have, he would have been burned. But he waited and listened for the Lord. And when the Lord came through, he said, Here I am, Lord, and he went out. And the instruction that he got here was head back toward home and stop and anoint this person as king and then stop at the next place and anoint this person as king and then stop and anoint this man here as a prophet because they're all going to be doing my will. Where would all of those fellows have been if Elijah would have been like I am a lot of times and ran out of the cave at the first noise that came through and got covered up with rocks? They would have, you know, the Lord has always got a plan, but they were dependent on him and it was important for him to be in the right place at the time the Lord wanted him there. So that was a blessing to me when the Lord uh, showed that to me. So I hope it's a blessing to you. Glad to be here tonight. I uh, wonder who would have a song or a testimony on your heart. Anybody at all? shared with you what I had. I'm going to turn over to our pastor. Thank the Lord for the choir singing and opening up. I appreciate every bit of it. Uh, let me ask again. I'm blind to ask, but I'm asking anybody else got a song or a testimony. If uh, you've got something to come across your heart, you're still welcome to do that. Anybody else? <clears throat> good to be here tonight. <clears throat> good to see everybody cheering. Good to see all the folks and children with the Bible school. That's such a blessing. All right now, if nobody else got a song, you're sure welcome. If nobody else got a song, I'm just going to look to these preachers and any one of you Got something on your heart's welcome to come, whichever one of you. Somebody? Levi? Got somebody? <clears throat> hey, man. <clears throat> hey, man. In case you couldn't hear him, leave. I said he was so thankful for that still small voice. I spoke to him one time, and uh, I can say amen to that, and amen to what Blaine said likewise. Okay. <clears throat> well, let me look in the scripture. I don't know if I feel like preaching. Don't know if I feel like it, or uh, but I've got some scriptures I want to read. <clears throat> and uh, you pray real hard. Now I'm going to go back and read again. 
that scripture had opened up with. I'm going to do it again. I want you to pray. And after that, I'm going to turn to the fifth chapter of the book of Romans. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> I'm going to read at least verse 17. Excuse me, I'm going to have to cough here. Back in Mark, chapter 10, verse 13. And they brought young children to him, that was to Jesus, that he should touch them, and his disciples rebuked those that brought them. Now, pause for a minute. I've often wondered why the disciples rebuked them. But they may have thought, well, he's got too many important things going on. I'm, I'm not sure. They could have thought, he's, he's too busy. And boy, he was busy, and he did have a lot of important stuff going on. Uh, the disciples might have thought he just doesn't have time for his little children. But I'll tell you one thing. Uh, he did then and he does now have time for everybody, including the little children. And so, anyway, <clears throat> verse 14, but when Jesus saw it, he saw them trying to dissuade the uh, people from bringing the children. But when Jesus saw it, he was much displeased and said unto them, Suffer. And I mentioned earlier, that means allow or let. Uh, allow the little children to come unto me. Forbid them not. Don't try to keep them away from me, he's saying. For of such is the kingdom of God. Verily I say unto you, whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child, he shall not enter therein. And then one more verse. He took them up in his arms and put his hands upon them. And bless them. Well, I tell you, Jeremy, I remember when he took me up in his arms. I wrapped his big arms of love around me and blessed me, Mike. Uh, you might say, well, you weren't back there. No, that didn't happen physically to me. But it happened just as real to me as it happened to these little children. <clears throat> and then uh, <clears throat> over in the, uh, the book of Romans, says, for if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. And uh, much of chapter 5 here deals with the fact that Adam sinned in the beginning and that uh, sin came into the world. And uh, when Adam and Eve had sinned, and, uh, God uh, put them out of the garden. They couldn't stay there in the presence of God. And uh, so we've all sinned. Uh, I don't know if everybody realizes it, but the Bible said we've all sinned, and that means we've all sinned. We have all sinned, and the Bible said, and come short of the glory of God. And so I want you to think about this. Uh, sin is what separates us from God. And if we have sin in our life and we're separated from God, we cannot go to heaven. Uh, in John chapter 3 and verse 3, I quote this a lot. Uh, Jesus said to Nicodemus, uh, he said, uh, Nicodemus, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And so I want you to think about this. If you have sin in you, and that doesn't make you a worse person than anybody else. I've already said we've all sinned. Uh, and I'm not uh, trying to judge anybody or put anybody down. Just try and tell you what the Word of God says. If you have sin in you, in your soul, uh, you can't go in the presence of God. Well, preacher, why not? Because God is clean, He's pure, He's righteous, He's holy, and uh, He won't allow sin in His presence. Well, preacher, if that's so, uh, how do we get in His presence? Well, uh, when I came as a 12-year-old boy, and I bowed at the altar, and I prayed, and, and I trusted Jesus as a Savior of my soul. Uh, he came in when I came and trusted Him with my whole heart. Uh, I'd heard about Him before, and I believed in Him in my mind. Uh, if somebody would ask me, do you believe Jesus is the Son of God and died on the cross? Uh, Cooper, I'd have said, yeah. But when I came that night, uh, I got acquainted with Him for myself. Uh, when I bowed my heart before heaven and I called on God, and uh, I asked Him to save me, Lord, please save my soul. I, my soul was full of sin, and I was concerned about uh, dying and going to hell. Now, I just, I don't remember who it was, but I just heard somebody recently make a comment, and I said, yeah, that fits me. 
Uh, somebody made the comment, said, I didn't come and try to get saved so I could go to heaven. <laughs> I come and got saved uh, so I wouldn't have to go to hell. Uh, and now, of course, obviously, I wanted to go to heaven. But I wasn't thinking about heaven. Uh, I was thinking about hell, and I didn't want to go to hell, and I wanted to get saved so I didn't have to go to hell. And so when it says here, uh, if by one man's offense, that's talking again, that's talking about Adam. Uh, uh, when he sinned, sin come into the world, we all become sinners uh, through that. But now we're all guilty. Uh, one person said, well, I'll just get mad at Adam because uh, he made me be a sinner. Well, uh, we've all sinned just like that because I already quoted the scripture, we've all sinned. So uh, Adam brought the sin into the world, uh, but uh, I'm just as guilty as Adam was. And so, uh, listen, but let me go on with this scripture. Uh, very uh, very much to the point. For if one by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life one. Well, how do you receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. Well, I'm telling you, that's what I've been talking about. When I got saved, I got abundance of grace. I didn't just get barely enough to do me. I got abundance. My cup's full and running over. And so I praise God. I got abundance of grace. And listen, what else? Let me get that other part in there too. And and the gift of righteousness. It's the gift. Those that gets that, you don't have to worry about dying and going to hell. But here's what you get to do. You get to reign in life by one. That's Jesus Christ. Well, preacher, uh, when are we going to get to reign? Uh, if you're saved by God's grace, you're already reigning. Uh, you're you're uh, Jesus. Uh, well, the scripture tells us we are priests and kings unto God. And so uh, I'm a priest. I can call on God. I can talk to him. If you're saved, so can you. Man, woman, boy, or girl, everybody that's saved can talk to God. Uh, we're a king. Uh, he makes a king out of it. You say, Oh, preacher, I'm just a poor person. You might be poor in the natural things of this life, but if you're saved by the grace of God, you are not poor. You're rich beyond measure. And so let me read that whole verse again. It just, it just keeps ringing to me. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. And so uh, let me make this a uh, real clear point. Uh, if, if you don't get saved, you're going to die and go to hell. Uh, and I had a man, I told this before, but I had a man uh, tell me one time, I've been somewhere and preached, he waited for me after the service was over. He said, young, I was very young then. He said, young man, he said, I like the, the scripture you quoted and how you uh, tied things together, liked what you preached, but he said, let me give you some advice. He said, you need to kind of stay off of that uh, subject about hell a little bit, about people going and burning in the fire. He said, you need to kind of leave that alone. He said, uh, that's liable uh, to worry people. That's liable to scare somebody. He said, that's liable to offend somebody. And so I listened to him. He said some more things. I listened to him. And I said, sir, I, I really appreciate you uh, caring enough about me uh, to try to give me advice. Uh, but I said, I am not going to take your advice. And he looked kind of shocked. Uh, he, he thought, I guess, that I'd just take it, what he said. He said, why? I said, because a part of my job is preaching about hell. And it burns with fire. And telling people, except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. It's my job uh, to preach about uh, that rich man that died and he lift up his eyes in hell being in torment. Somebody asked me, oh, well, I've had this asked me a lot, said, are you one of them hellfire and brimstone preachers? I said, call me that if you want to. Uh, part of my job is to preach about hell and tell people, don't go there. You don't have to go to hell. You can get saved. How do you get saved? You come and trust Jesus as the Savior of your soul. Let me make another comment here. Uh, everybody that's saved has got a job to do uh, for the Lord. Oh, you say, preacher, uh, what, what's my job? Well, when I was just a young Christian, I used to say, what's my job? What's my job? What's my job? And uh, I heard somebody preach this, and God said, uh, you need to listen to this. What your job is, is to obey the Lord and to follow Him. Uh, come to church when it's church time. Read your Bible. Uh, pray. Uh, call on heaven. Uh, let, let God use you uh, to testify to people. 
Oh, that's lost. Uh, do what you're supposed to. Get in. If, so let me sum this up, and we'll ask for a song in just a minute. You get ready if you want to. Uh, listen to me tonight. If you're here and you're lost, you need to get saved. And, and so uh, let, me, let me make this point. Uh, going back here to where he said, Suffer little children to come to me, and forbid them not from such is kingdom of heaven. And, and you've got to come like a little child. Just a few months ago, uh, we were at Athens Church up near Toledo uh, where Brother David uh, is the pastor up there, David McGregor. And there was an older man there. I found out later he was 81 years old. And boy, he was really listening. He'd been coming to church a while. And they were burdened for him. Well, in that service, uh, right at the end of it, actually, that service had already been dismissed. Uh, but, and he was getting ready to go out. Uh, but he came back to the altar. God was calling. He got saved. <coughs> He was 81 years old, and he came like a little child. He wept, and he was humble, and he called on heaven. Everybody can get saved. The only ones that don't get saved is the ones that don't come and try. And so let's stand up, sing a song. And uh, when we get the song raised, you can sing with us. Uh, if you're here tonight, listen, if you're here tonight and you've never been saved, you need to get saved. There's no shame in coming to the altar. We're not here looking down on you or judging you. We're not here thinking bad about you. I was in that spot once, and I came, and I got saved. If you're in that spot where you're lost, I want to beg you. Nobody's going to pick on you or embarrass you, and you don't have to make a speech. But what I'm saying is that still, small voice that Blaine was reading about and that some of them testified about, that little still, small voice, you can feel it down inside, saying, come to me, come to me, I'll make you. A whole person. I'll make you saved. I'll take you to heaven with me. Sing when you're ready. So come. Somebody needs to come. Somebody needs to come. Don't let time get away, folks. Don't let time get away. And if you're here, if you're here and you're saved, You know, if you're saved, somebody showed you Jesus. They were doing something for the Lord, and you saw that, and God used that and touched you. If you're here and you're saved already, ask yourself the question, am I in fellowship with God like I should be? If you're not doing what you should, shame on you. Get in. We need you. You can do something nobody else can. You can be you for the glory of God. Nobody else can do that. You can. God made you special. He made you unique. He made you one of a kind. And he wants you to serve him. And he'll give you the strength and power to do that. Now, back to the lost person. If you're here tonight and you're lost, please don't go on down that road lost. Please come and Ask God to save your soul. You can just come like a little child. That just means with humbleness of heart, trusting Jesus. Because of the sin that's in the world, we're all going to hell until we get saved. And through the shed blood of Jesus, everybody has opportunity to get saved. Would you come tonight? Would you just come and let's pray about this, talk about this, obey the Lord about this. Just come on. Come on. Come on. Pray, church. There's somebody need to come real bad. close for just a little while. I want to ask you a question or two and then after a while we'll get another song, have another song. Not trying to embarrass you or put you on the spot or anything of the kind. 
but sometimes it just makes it easier for people to answer from their heart, I think. If you're here tonight and you're not saved and you've realized that you need to get saved because you want to go to heaven, would you just raise your hand up, just lift it up, saying by that, pray for me because I, I do want to get saved. Would anybody just raise their hand up to that? I don't see any hands. Let me wait just another few seconds. If you just uh, feel that way and you just lift your hand, you don't have to raise as high as I did. You just lift it up enough I can see you and that'll be enough. Okay, continue on with me. If you're here and you've been saved and you're not where you need to be and you're willing and honest enough to answer that and say, yes, I'm, I'm not doing my part, and you need God to extend his mercy to you and God's people to pray for you so you can get in, would you just raise your hand? Would you just lift your hand up saying by that, I'm not doing my part. I'm not doing my part. Okay, one more thing I want to ask you, and with heads still bowed and eyes closed. If you're here tonight and you're saved already and you've got a burden for somebody that's lost, if God will give you permission uh, to just get them by the hand or put your arm around them or just whisper to them and say, would you need to go pray? I'll go with you. When I was a lost boy, uh, Rodney Mason, good friend of mine that was already saved, he was standing by me and he did that. He put his arm around me and leaned over and whispered to me. I said, Terry, do you need to go pray? And I did. My heart was pounding in my chest. I kind of nodded my head. He said, I'll go with you if you, if you'll go. And so we came, and that was my start of seeking the Lord. I've heard Brother Carl tell about Rod and his mother, Edna, coming to him when he was standing in the seat, and uh, God was really speaking to him. And so let's think about this just for a second. Wherever we're at, whatever our circumstance is, whatever God wants us to do tonight, please do this. Now you can raise your heads up and open your eyes. We have this next song. I would like to ask you, to please obey the Lord on everything. We're not here to put pressure on you. Uh, certainly not going to ask you any questions. Uh, one man said, I don't want to tell about my sins. Well, good news, you don't have to tell about your sins. God already knows about them. That's none of our business. So sing when you're ready. Somebody needs to come. Somebody needs to come. Please obey the Lord. Please obey the Lord. If you're here tonight and you don't know where you stand and you'd like to know, come and let's pray about it. Come on. Come, let's pray about this. Why not? Why not? Obey the Lord. That's good. Well, I appreciate those good songs and your good attention. You're very prayerful. I could feel your prayers. Anything on anybody's heart before we come to close? I'll share this with you. When I was at uh, uh, Crouches Creek, that's where uh, Trey pastors at down there, and uh, there was one of their deacons, Brother Sam, that was opening up a service and closing out the service. And uh, he said, if I would ask everybody here who wants to go to heaven, he said, I think everybody raise your hands. And of course, that's true. He said, if I was to ask everybody here who wants to go to hell, he said, nobody would raise your hand. He said, so... We can determine, I think, pretty carefully that everybody wants to go to heaven. Nobody wants to go to hell. He said, okay, it's in your hands. It's up to you. It's the choice that you make that decides whether you're going to heaven or hell. God's already made a way for you there. It's just up to you to come on God's terms and get in. And so just keep that in your mind. Just think about that. That's all I got. Anybody else got anything? Keep praying for Bible school and pray for uh, services uh, Sunday.
Any other announcements or anything to be done? No, we'll ask Brother Ryan to pray dismissal.